spiritual flowers blossom in this deluding world. Celestial arts were brought to earth. Supreme Master Ching Hai, with a childlike heart, spontaneously creates anything into a work of art. With the delicate and penetrative perception of a painter, she puts her heartfelt vision onto the canvas in fascinating colors. With the magical prose and great talent of a poet, she transfers her sentiments and love into soul-stirring poems. With the gentle romance of a musician, she expresses her passionate feelings through beautiful compositions. With abundant love, the culinary artist shares her creative scrumptious vegetarian dishes with the public. With the innovative creativity of a designer, she creates gorgeous fashions with celestial clothes, produces dazzling celestial jewelry. Designs the longevity lamps to glorify the brilliance of our inner heaven. With her natural flowing and ethereal inspiration, she painted stones and fans, built waterways, the zigzag bridge, friendly courtyards, and our holy meditation hall, turning a wasteland into a beautiful realm. Although the Supreme Master never received any artistic training, her creative works encompass almost all art forms. Such inspiring creations can only come from the deepest inner spirit. You have to have time for yourself to think, to be yourself again, to be within yourself, to develop your inner quality, to remember your inner quality, like an artist, very leisurely person, very loving, stress-free, then you can give. Magical power is to use our hands to transform something useless into a flower vase or to cultivate vacant land into a fertile field or to develop a dry barren land into an orchid filled with fruit trees. Such is our magical power. Supreme Master Ching Hai Sihu Center is a place that was created by Supreme Master Ching Hai's magical power, turning a piece of desert land to a beautiful spiritual palace's grounds. Full of warm and lovely scenery, it is supposed to be the biggest creation from Supreme Master Ching Hai. Actually, I did not start in Taiwan, even in the first place, to have a spiritual village at all. I didn't have any village, to tell you the truth. When I first started, I don't even have a house. And when I first came, I just stayed in the temple. 
like every other nuns or temple worker, clean the bathroom, clean the floor for the people to come in and worship the Buddha. And that's it. And then afterward, I don't know how I became famous. I forgot. Somebody dig me out. Yeah, somehow. God, yeah, he played <laughs> some game. And then so after a few times, and I have some students. When I came down, I stay in their house, but moving, you know. Sometimes stay in this house, sometimes stay in another house. And then later, so many people follow me, and I just follow. Wherever I stay, they stay. And then we rented the house because at that time I have so many people <laughs> cannot stay in one room in a disciple's house anymore. So we rented a small room, and then we work, you know, hand work or something together to pay the rent and sustain ourselves. It was in the beginning. And then later they sold the house, so we became homeless. <laughs> we left home again. <laughs> and then later on we can buy a piece of land. It was very cheap in the beginning. The piece of land that I bought for the people in Maori, it was very cheap. Dirt cheap, because nobody went there. What the Taiwanese people say, "Nèo bu sơn tan," means the bird don't even lay their eggs there. <laughs> it's such a desolated place. That's what I mean. You know, even birds don't come and lay their eggs there. That means a very bad place. Yeah, no survival chance, because no water, very dry, and there's nothing around there. Soil is not fertile. Eh? It's a kind of very sticky soil which people use it to make bricks. You know, it's very special clay, eh? very sticky. So you can't plant so much things there. Yeah? You have to really work hard to make the land loose. Eh? Then you can plant something, but it's not so much. So not too many people stay around there, and not many people buy land. Then we came and buy some. It was so cheap, and then we settled there. And because at that time, I have so many monks and nuns hang around me already. And we, I need a place for them. They can't just hang around the river all the time. And also, during that time, we have a lot of other people, né? like so-called lay followers, come to us. So yeah, we have the place because it's convenient. Also, the place is cheap. And then we buy. Then they all come. And then it develop until, and then we bought more and more within the years. And then it became Mali. Temple right now in front of you, the best and the most and one and only ashram in the whole world, which everyone bring their own temple. Entering the Sihu Center, there are no grand temples or mansions, no resplendent decorations. All we see are rustic, serene, and natural sceneries. People meditating under the soothing shades of green trees and bamboo. The sky is vast and limitless, as well as their hearts. That time, 
，哇，那个味道你是根本没有办法走进去的。那我们就用很简单的方法，把水泥涂在原来的墙壁上面，那把肌疗啦、注射，它的大便啊，都把它清得很干净，而且没有味道。那后来师傅来的时候，哇，他就非常的高兴，就，然后我们就在旁边用竹子遮了一个帆布，那那个就是早期的旧大殿。Very soon, more and more truth seekers started to join the group meditation in Sihu. Our original canvas hall became too small for the crowds, especially during rainy days. Master suggested that we simply replace the roof with metal sheets and still keep the hall open-air style like a pavilion. Draping canvas around the hall, we could keep the rain out, even though our hall had nothing remotely resembling a grandiose or majestic temple. We all had a most wonderful time sitting inside, where we enjoyed simple life and spiritual freedom. Later, the hall was returned to its original natural state. The metal roof was removed. We planted many trees on the land. And now they have grown so tall that they shade the entire hall of nature. The sunny beams are sparkling from leaves, just like golden specks dropping on the ground. Breezes are flowing, tree shadows dance around, birds are singing. The air is full of flowers' fragrance. Meditating in this surrounding, one can easily achieve the Zen state of one with the universe. Till now, the meditation hall can be called a big hall. So-called the Forest Meditation Hall. Here is the coolest place, very cool. Yes, because we have a lot, a lot of trees here and no naked soil, so it doesn't reflect the sun that much. When the sunshine comes down, it filters through the leaves, and when the wind blows, also filters through the leaves. Therefore, a lot of fresh air. And also here, there is a stream, so the the water always run around, and the vibration also make you feel cooler. At least the mind make you think it's cooler here because there's water. It works in many ways. That's why I keep you here. I think it's prettier here because all kind of variety of flowers and trees, yeah, and also different level. You can have flat, and you can have a little bit、uh, higher level. You know, you can sit next to the river if you want to. You don't have to sit here underneath of your body tree, yeah. But if you like it, it's fine with me. Here, everywhere you can sit from、uh, the big hall、uh, to the three or four levels of the riverside. The Supreme Master Ching Hai says the real ashram originally exists in our heart. Everywhere we go, we are in an ashram. So we should just relax and accept whatever comes. In the beginning, there wasn't any particular plan. Later, she built the Sihu Center because of the needs of sentient beings, as well as to cope with the changing situation. That was also the reason for the modifications to the main meditation hall.
Here is the back hill, covered with lush trees and bamboo. Even now, we still seem to hear Master's words of wisdom and humor echoing throughout. Up there we used to have a stage, upon which Master gave her discourses. As more and more people came to listen, she felt the need to develop the surrounding areas. For the disciples to sit and commune with the Divine, or to simply enjoy the lectures. So the residents built a wooden stage at the highest point of the center. Chai time moves on, even though the lecture stage has since gone, the memories of the days passed by are fondly etched in our minds, with Master sitting on the stage, kindly talking to us, and the disciples seated below, surrounded by the forest, attentively absorbing her wise words. The Treasure Pavilion isn't just a two-store gallery of Master's artworks. It was also a realization of Master's beautiful intent to protect the environment. Nagasuhopaoting 在參觀中似乎就說我們把這裡命名為寶物亭。the Supreme Master never accepts any offerings, so in the early years she earned her living by knitting and producing other handicrafts. She then started to paint stones, pottery, and canvas to reach the masses. So the residents suggested to construct a place dedicated to displaying Master's artistic creations for all people to appreciate. 
保护亭的地是后来才买的，那来西湖的人越来越多，不方便。那邻居既然要让渡，那我们就多买了那块地。那因为下雨的时候泥土会流失，那为了水土保持，师傅就建议说做一个挡土墙。因为那个山坡很陡，就快两层的高度啊，两层到三层的高度，所以我们当初就。设计一个比较稳定的挡土墙，做成框架式的一个小写 H 型的一个架构的挡土墙。那我们做到一半的时候，师傅说：“哎、欸，这个整个很像一个房子嘛，那我们是不是多加一个楼板？那上面就可以多一个空间使用。那既然有挡土墙的功能，那只是多铺一个楼板，我们只有多一个空间可以使用。”Created the world in seven days, while we built a crystalline nectar river in just three. Under the insightful guidance of Master, and with the concerted efforts of disciples, we worked non-stop for three whole days and nights and created with our own hands a river, with waterfalls and rapids through the middle of our ashram. This small waterway meanders through the ashram, cheerfully carrying its refreshing, purifying spring water, blessing the atmosphere with its beauty and elegance. Thank you. 
啊，有那个瀑布，那个水池啊。现在呀、啊，住这个永久使用啊，大家小孩子快乐，大孩子也快乐，佛菩萨也高兴，真善美。离开了。Without any construction blueprints and without any other information, using only the equipment available, Master used an umbrella to lead the way. Where she pointed and traced on the ground was where the river was to be built, and indeed, it was miraculously completed in three days. 建造甘露河要先铺水泥及摆设石头。师父说，整个甘露河就是不要看到水泥，可以擦的就擦干净。不能擦的就撒一些石头，让人感觉就好像在天然的溪流，清爽舒服。那时已经是半夜了，在很累的过程中，又下着雨。那像我们翻译过来的时候，有一些众生，那我们在晃的时候，都被师傅提醒说：“哎，那边有蚯蚓啊，为什么你们没看到？”所以我们就发现我们很累。那似乎也很累，可是我们就没有办法注意到那么小的细节，但是师傅都注意到了。师傅对生命的尊重，让他随时随地都可以感受到一些小众生的存在，并且去保护他们、爱护他们。Most of the resident disciples who participated in the formation of the Nectar River didn't have any engineering experience. Nevertheless, our progress was so quick and the outcome so perfect. It could only be due to the grace and wisdom of our great teacher, Supreme Master Ching Hai. They built it. 说为什么那么慢？他说，有两个人啊，专业而已。这两个创业的同修，怎么花莲请过来了？<笑>哎呀呀呀呀呀！我就看他们做没怎么样，我在那边就小洋洋的说，等一下我去看看，去看看。啊，结果超新，你哒哒哒哒哒哒哒哒，好快好快呀、啊！今天什么人都会做，因为他们看着我会做，他们就做。<笑> After paving the stone walls. To make them more beautiful and to preserve the soil and stones with the holding stability of the tree roots, everyone worked through the night planting big trees. Under Master's loving guidance and endeavor, the surroundings of the Nectar River were full of life and love. We excavated, 然后用绳子把树和泥土绑得非常的牢固，让土不会在运送的过程中掉出来。这样被保护周到的树，它的存活率很高
，师傅是为了保护那些树木，所以不管花多少钱、多少人力，我们就是尽量要把树种好、种果、种漂亮。那有时候师傅故意排那个在那里，有时候故意丢一点点在旁边，懂吗？我能照顾哪里我就照顾那里，因为我铺在大石头这边、小石头这边，我都看情况嘛，把那个不自然的地方盖起来，然后撒一点小石头、重重的石头，就很自然，看起来很像一个河边一样，懂不懂？像那种地方的话，师傅很细心照顾，我保护这些地方为了你们呢、啊。如果我一个人的话，我就云有四海，哪里有好的河我就留。我干嘛在那边弄一条河那么麻烦？<笑>台湾难得有这么漂亮的地方，有那么人照顾的地方，有爱心放进去的地方，干净的地方。所以我们这边即使不是自然教主了，我们自己照顾过也很漂亮，而且很干净。我们每个礼拜每两三天都洗。Such a cool, serene place was the creation of just three days' magical work. The meandering river unites three levels of terraced land into an harmonious and romantic scene of shading trees, mountain springs, waterfalls, and cool breezes. Along the winding banks of the Nectar River, many mature and strong trees were thus planted, expressing different scenes in every corner. We could be walking along a little tree-covered path. And then suddenly, come to an open space. The landscape design is so natural-looking and completely unassuming. Not only do people adore this place, but birds like it too. They fly around, singing along with a flowing stream. Sang师傅做那个河流啊，我随便画这个样子，是一一种画哎，也是一种艺术啊，砖造啊。这个是真的有立体画哈，真正的画，这个是真相画哈，不是抽象哈。啊，太好了，啊，太漂亮哈。
A few stone pavilions are scattered along the Nectar River. They add a lot of elegance to the garden and the waterfalls. The craftsmanship of the pavilions was meticulous. They had to first crush stone slabs into irregularly shaped pieces and then embed them on the stone poles and the roof. Master herself also climbed up to help decorate the roofs. She carefully considered and designed every detail of the pavilions in order to achieve a most beautiful and eye-pleasing look. <笑>我去看那个红色真的好漂亮啊这个我很骄傲站在旁边给人家展览真的这么漂亮你怎么没看过哈嗯我最怕是这个怕这个不好做了因为本来这些装饰的很厚嘛我不能弄太厚啊所
On these two mountains, one can find many caves amid the angelic, beautiful scenery. The quiet and spiritual atmosphere gives them a feeling of heaven on earth and makes an ideal location for self-cultivation. Hidden among the lush green trees on the mountainside are many small, cute caves. Half concealed by the trees, they are not conspicuous. To prevent soil erosion and to provide shelter from wind and rain for the long-term residents. Again, like all her other superb insights, Master's idea served a practical purpose. She personally designed the shape and structural layout of the caves, and then provided the details to the residents so they could make their own homes. Master constantly checked and made sure that everything went to plan, just as a professional architect would. The caves that we made by hand ourselves, beautiful. We dig out the mountain, no? the mountain like this, because we want to protect the landscape. No? The mountain were very difficult. The back mountain, the two shapes, one is a little bit flat and a little bit sloppy like this, but the other one is so slanted like this. You know, but when we dig cave into the mountain, wow, you look down, they are so beautiful, it's out of this world. Really, Himalayan caves are not as beautiful. In the way structure, you know, so beautiful, because we wanted to also protect the landscape and the environment so we don't destroy the mountain shape, we keep it. So we just dig into the mountain and then build it inside. Very beautiful, very beautiful. From a professional architect's point of view, we know that building structures on a mountain slope have to follow very strict regulations. For any amount of soil we excavate, we have to fill in the same amount of soil in order to minimize the damage to the topography. It's not easy to achieve structural balance when building on a hillside. However, the caves we built on Lotus Mountain involved very little excavation or filling. All we did was strengthen the existing caves so they wouldn't collapse. <laughs> 這個山洞那就到不了這個山洞these caves spiral along the mountainside, one on top of another, like they are trying to reach the sky. After Master gave the residents instruction to build their own caves, even the female residents drove the big trucks, struggling up the hill. Together, they overcame the challenges provided by the steep mountain slopes. They formed teams to make their work more efficient and harmonious.
这样一来，当台风或者是雨季来临时，就可以维持住整个山形和它原始的样貌。这一切都是师父为了守护地球的爱心和远见。After the caves were completed, the residents had to use their individual talents to beautify the surroundings of their own dwellings. So each cave now has its own unique beauty. In 2003, concerned about the physical well-being of some of the elderly residents. Master instructed us to decorate with wooden planks in our caves. The wood materials would keep the interior warmer in the winter and cooler in the summer. Furthermore, it could dehumidify the caves. Master, so considerately, also detailed the method of how to put the wooden planks in. 师傅的指示里，他把细节讲得很清楚，连木工都没办法想象。很简单，就是一个木头能在山洞不上漆。几乎是所有的木工都会想说，没上漆怎么可能啊？做了之后，整个山洞的气氛都变了，住的可以说像三温暖一样享受。而且师傅当初特别交代一件事情，要做掩护型。山洞的木头用幅度的，白色的是横的，一般外面做法都是白纸的，横的好像一个弓的形状。它那个木头纤维质经过弓的形状挤压过后。慢慢的把分多力一点一点的释放出来，那种感觉真是很好。烟雾型可以帮助整个木头的排列，有那个力量的感觉，真的是相当完美的创作。住在山洞那感觉，就是说夏天的时候你进去的不会像那外面哇那么热，冬很吓人。冬天的时候哇那特别温暖，哇它要温度差不多二十度啊十几度，很舒服。Leads to a secluded place behind the flowers and trees. In the back mountain of our CU center, there is a cave where Master used to reside. Her personal cave is no different from those of the resident disciples. It's also small and delicate. Outside the cave, there is serene and beautiful scenery, while inside, there is nothing but simple rustic decor. The Supreme Master has two caves in Sihu, one for her office and one for her living quarters. She designed and supervised the construction of both caves, which were built after the resident disciples had finished building their own caves. She told I live in a big house there. No, I live in a cave, two by two, two meter by two meters. That's all I need. And uh, we build all that for myself and for the monks. We build it all in two months. Very nice inside. Inside we put wood now. Before it was not wood. But I tell them just put wood so that it will absorb the dampness. No, now it's very dry, very nice. Oh, I never want to leave that cave. If I sit in there, I said I don't want to go out. <laughs> and it feels so big, bigger than any room I ever lived. 
many colors I have ever been. It's just a cave, a small cave, two meter by two meter, like every other residence as well, huh? nothing special. Each of them decorate their different and I make my different, you know. Not too different, but, you know, just the entrance or whatever, the way you put the faucet, you know. <laughs> uh, whether you put the stone around it or you, you put sand around it, you know, just make it a little different. We have water in front of the cave, you know, with a tap, we cover it with stones so it looks natural. Yeah, flower or whatever they do it, yeah, okay. That's what I designed to build. The two by two by everybody because we nobody is taller than two, two meters by us anyway. So two meter is good enough for us. And I say, well, just correct size, you know? You open the door and then you jump onto where you meditate. If it's too big then you start cleaning up and decorating and then you don't have time to meditate. That's enough. Yeah, many of you don't even know the cave on the back mountain. We live in cave, we are cave people. <laughs> we are people. Huh? We build it all together. The residents and I, not like an outside professional, yeah? A man, woman, same, big, small, the same. All carry a beton and, and uh, making, uh, I'll say, iron tie together and put the cement all together, we do it. But we hire some machine to do it, you know? <laughs> so we do it all together in two months. 200k, I don't count it, but more or less like that, including mine, yeah? So I'm just telling you, that's how we built it, no? We just happened to build it, so if we build it, we build it to last, yeah? There's no other way, you know, because this is safety for them, you know, because that mountain, sometimes it's soft, you know? I see sometimes mountain, uh, the erosion. So we have to build it strong, in case the mountain fall down, the cave stand there, you know? So that's how it is, and two by two. And we can't afford to build more than that, the mountain is small. <laughs> if you build more than that, we don't have room anyway. Number one, number two, that's all we need. Huh? <laughs> I say that's very economical, <laughs> simple, and no, no, no problem. <laughs> that's why we build it just enough, yeah, two by two. Constantly and selflessly working to serve sentient beings. Whenever she has spare time, the Supreme Master will do the thing that she loves most to do, beautify this material world. She is an expert in this field. For her, it only takes a spontaneous artistic idea and some very simple decorations. Even when living in a cave, she still displays her gifted aesthetic talents. By the placement of just one carpet, the ambience in the cave was elevated dramatically. In people's minds, the phoenix is an auspicious symbol. Our ancestors believed that during peaceful and prosperous times, the phoenix would grace the world with its presence. But no one has ever seen this mythical bird in modern days. However, we have a building in our Sihu Center that is decorated with colorful tiles and looks just like a phoenix perching on top of Lotus Mountain. To make the spiritual mountain more splendid. Bangong 
就觉得说，那已经有可以办公的地方，也有住的地方。如果把吃的地方弄干净、弄漂亮的话，那是更好。所以师傅就跟我讲，如果把那个铁皮稍微扩大一下，就可以给男众有一个吃饭的地方。那个铁皮刚好是一个长条形的。师傅说，这个长长的，如果我们把旁边有平的地方，把它变成翅膀的样子，把它做成斜斜的，所以整个的过程。当然是依照师傅的意思。后来，师傅有跟我们解释说，他说：“你看这样子像不像一只凤凰？”他还要求那个外墙要去市面上找一些很漂亮的瓷砖来给他显，啊，希望是彩虹的颜色。所以你看到那道墙。是全世界大概是唯一的，什么颜色都有，包含我们请来贴瓷砖的同修，多说，他已经贴瓷砖贴了三十年，从来没有这样贴过瓷砖的。So the phoenix came to life from Master's personal designs and intuitive supervision. <笑>这个房子全部都是我盖的像那个柱子有没有我说弄圆的因为已经都四方太多了房子四四方方屋顶下方方四四然后柱子又四四方方然后砖头又方方四四哎呀太硬了懂不懂他们这边都是工了已经
。哎呀，很简单啊。In the Oracle Bone inscriptions, Chinese characters for phoenix are the same as for wind. They symbolize an omnipresent existence, rich in spiritual power. Phoenix also represents royalty, which itself represents the supreme and the highest. When we say the phoenix graces us with her presence, we mean to describe a noble person with very fine inequalities and graceful manners. Master designed the building in the shape of a phoenix with its profound meanings. Not to mention the building itself was also delightfully pleasing to look at. 啊，我们在做这个九七桥的时候，我们的工作时间大概只有五天左右。那现场没有图啊，所以我就跟同修哦讨论，就那个桥应该是七折的。然后在七折的桥面上面，我们希望有两三个凉亭，然后有三个出口。那在水里怎么焊接呢？因为都是烂泥巴，你没有办法固定那个柱子。那后来我们就来了一个铁工的同修，他对那个柱子怎么在水里面固定，他特别的有心得。那我们就按照他的方式定位之后。之后就很有进度了。那个时候我们有三组不同的焊接的同修，我们就从三个不同的出口点，然后慢慢的把这个桥组装起来。所以他在架设每一根柱子的时候，我们就在湖边讨论说：“哎，再往前三公尺。”然后组装的同修就做好三公尺。那我们又跳到另外一个出口，跟组装的同修说：“哎，你们再往前六公尺，那第三个出口就再往前四公尺。”它的流程就是在现场形成的，没有人知道，做的人也不知道那个桥最后会是怎么样。做钢骨的同修就控制那个定位，因为能定位是这个工程能有进度的一个最大的关键。整个工作出乎意料之外的顺利。很快的，基本上那个弯曲度，竟然从三个不同的点一起出发，最后连成一条九曲桥
Supreme Master Ching Hai always had wanted to have a place where children could play to their heart's content. She wanted everything in the children's playground, including the plants, to represent happiness, joy, and positive thinking. Master started to plan this paradise playground, which the children had been dreaming about in the fall of 1995.当初这个彩虹岩哦，是一个慧根的稻田，杂草丛生，没有任何的一棵树。那师傅为了照顾小朋友，让我们移植了非常多的树木，然后可以给小朋友在树荫下面可以玩。那为了不要被太阳直射
很多颜色那种精神了，要出来啊！在我们画的时候，在我们做事的时候，都把那个生活、啊、把生命力啊，把那个呃快乐带到这个世界来啊，不是搞逼那个已经很黑暗这个世界啊，啊，是吗？嗯，我们把这边变小天堂也可以，我们不能改变整个世界，最少我们改变我们家呢。我们整理干净，然后呢，我们家能活泼快乐出来，从里面快乐，然后外面也装潢快乐啊，像彩虹园等等，给小孩玩呢，哎，这样他们就不会吵你们了，看得快乐，他们心就不会闷了，就不会想念天堂啊。他们太想念天堂的时候，会吵你们父母，因为他们这边找不到任何东西给他们快乐啊，所以才吵父母啊，才皮啊，才讲不听话啊，因为他已经不在意了，无所谓了。听话也是这样子啊，也是一只牛黑黑的<笑>，比方说这样，那没有什么那个生活，没有什么动机可以活了。所以你们父母要给小孩概念啊，要活泼起来，要给他们很多那种类似天堂那种境界，他们就安心了。In 2007, Master specifically instructed the fellow initiates to paint some sculptures that depict the peaceful coexistence among animals. As well as stories about how they help humans, and then place these sculptures in the rainbow garden. This was to let the children learn about the loving acts of our co-inhabitants while they play and have fun. 师父当时只是我们能否收集英雄动物，像狗、猫、猪、鹦鹉等等的简短故事，把他们的照片和故事刻在不会毁坏的东西上面。放在彩虹园的不同地方，让小孩子们学习和爱动物，越多种类越好，而且可以持续增加。One of the stories depicted was about a hound dog named Shana living in New York State, USA, who bravely saved her human companion's life. Caught in a severe snowstorm, Shana frantically dug up the snow and mud. Her courageous action showed that she is a loving being with a compassionate and noble soul. Shana really deserved to be called a hero. These stories of love and compassion were represented by colorful sculptures that made the Rainbow Garden even more vibrant. Of the Supreme Master Qinghai International Association come from all over the world, Europe, America, Asia, Africa, and Oceania, and represent all ethnic groups. So each time there is an international retreat, many fellow initiates come from all over the world. Fellow initiates from different countries, different ethnicities, put down their worldly work and come here to meditate together, listening to the Supreme Master's discourses. And enjoying a worry-free and blissful gathering. There is an international garden where these fellow initiates from overseas can enjoy themselves and feel at home. In addition to emphasizing functionality in terms of soil and water conservation, Supreme Master Qinghai especially cared about beautifying the environment of the splendid and brightly colored garden. 原来那边是就是常住的帐篷区，就是我们大家迁过去那边以后，整座帐篷区比较空了
那时候也时常举办国旗残了，然后师傅希望说给国际同修有多一个休息的空间，所以说就只是曾经在他身边种过花草的常住们哈，就开始美化那一区。师傅他最重要一个爱心，就是一方面是要把我们这块土地注重环保，让水土保持，以后借由美化的方式去保养这块土地，然后一方面也可以提供国际的同修有一个休息的空间。And you can roll them around, <laughs> especially those who have strong、uh, body and a lot of energy. And may roll some rocks for the females to do gardening. You're trying to make use of some of the places. See, like for example, the higher hill slope. You see, see that there used to be the tent area for the children and women who has children.、Mm. So now we convert it into a kind of、uh, garden, you know, with flowers and soft grass and hard rocks and, <laughs> and a paved walkways, things like that. So in case、uh, if you ever come back again, you can have a stroll in the garden, you know, feeling that you're at home. <laughs> Brush of love and wisdom, Supreme Master Ching Hai painted the Sihu Center into a beautiful paradise of truth, goodness, and beauty. Surrounded by lush greenery and pervading serenity, the amazing splendor of Sihu Center was a convergence of efforts similar to putting the pieces of a puzzle together. In the beginning. Sihu Center was merely a piece of deserted farmland. As the number of fellow initiates grew quickly, more space was required for meditation. Gradually, the center expanded to the rear hill. Thus, the whole place took on the form of a soaring crane. Sihu, 并没有特别的规划，说我们现在在这里做一个椅棚啊，我们在这里要做一个厕所，是一个没有计划中的一个计划。它只是解决当下遇到的一个情况。那似乎希望说大家来的时候能够很高兴、很愉快，所以我们就把道场弄得很干净、很美丽，然后尽可能的把环境弄得很清幽，让大家能够赏心悦目。The spatial arrangement throughout the Sihu Center is truly astounding. Appreciating it from different points of view, it is truly full of innovation and very meticulous care and glory. 
一般的设计，不管是建筑物或是其他的产品，它一定会先有一个构想，它会有一块的基地，然后我们再来规划，哦，厨房放哪里，厕所放哪里，然后大厅放哪里。可是我们是刚好倒过来，我们是随着时间演变才接近。啊、哦，这个地方是大殿，这个地方是厕所，所以我们甚至连要用的土地在哪里，我们都不知道。那今天有一点钱，我们就买了一小块；明天有一点钱，就在旁边再多买了一块。那随着时间的累积，我们能使用的空间就越来越大。那似乎对道场空间的设计啊，以我们现在打坐的立场来看，你会发现当初的决定是非常的正确，安排非常的简洁。那现在使用起来非常的方便，那简直是神乎其技。如果我们当初没有正确的决定，很多东西使用起来是不方便的，尤其在五六千人甚至一万人在使用的时候。The Supreme Master has reminded us that. As soon as we enter the main entrance of Sihu Center, we should only have happiness and joy. Before entering the gate, all of us should leave our vexations behind. Thus, Sihu Center is not only rich in the physical beauty of the landscape, but it is especially precious because of the intangible, blissful atmosphere, which allows people to forget their worries and have peace of mind, as well as to feel loving warmth and grace, as if returning to. Our home in heaven. When we had the Meoli, huh? Everybody happy, huh? Remember, huh? When you went there, you feel good, huh? Right? This is true also because the the, the spiritual atmosphere built up with the years, and you like it. When you go there, you feel like at home, because it was the most beautiful place in Taiwan, and we made it so beautiful.爱就是师父最大的设计方针，因为他就是想到我们，让大家怎么打坐方便，怎么打禅方便，怎么来这里打坐方便，怎么来这里打坐方便，他只想到大坐，所以师父的设计原则就是因为他爱大家。有人问我